Welcome back to the My Online Schooling podcast, the place where we talk to staff, to parents and to pupils to find out more about life at the online school. Now, today we're speaking to Catherine Whitaker, CEO and Head of Learning at EtonX. Catherine's going to chat to us about future skills at EtonX, the courses on offer, what lessons look like for My Online Schooling students and why classes on leadership and career readiness are just as valuable as maths or science. So come with me now as we speak to EtonX CEO and Head of Learning, Catherine Whitaker. So I'm here today with Catherine Whitaker, who's the CEO and Head of Learning at EtonX. Catherine, thank you for being here. How are you today? Good, thank you. So it's the second week of the new year and this week I'm feeling a little bit more like I know who I am and what I do. <laughs> Last week was a shock to the system, but yeah, we're back up and firing after a nice uh, relatively long Christmas break. Awesome. And uh, I know that you tend to share an office with a number of other people. Are you in that shared office today or are you working from home today? No, I'm not. I'm actually working um, at home. Yes, we, we have an office in uh, central London. We are at the moment only going in on a rotor. So I was there yesterday. I'll be back there on Friday. But when I do go in, I'm on my own at the moment. So yeah, working remotely again for as, as long as we need to. Now, quick question, actually, because here we are in January. Some people tend to find that January is a very exciting time and it's energetic and it's forward planning and it's a fresh start and all of that great stuff. Other people tend to find that with dark evenings and rain and cold weather, it sort of tends to get them down a bit. Do, do you tend to be in the latter camp or the former camp? Um, I'm definitely a summer person. Um, I was born in the southern hemisphere. And so my birthday's Christmas Eve. And I always say that I was born in summer because I was born in South Africa. <laughs> I feel I feel like I'm not a natural habitee of uh, of northern hemisphere and it's winter. So no, I, I get very excited when we reach the equinox in December. And I know that the days are getting longer, even though it doesn't feel like <laughs> it. Um, knowing that every every day a few more minutes of daylight is coming our way is is, is how I feel mm. about about this time of year. So I must ask then, without wanting to be too nosy, but how did you end up coming from South Africa to the UK? Oh, well, I came over a long time ago as a child. Um, my parents were really keen that I started school here. So I uh, we emigrated just before I started school in September. Um, and they they were really keen to build a new life away from what was the apartheid re- regime in South Africa at the time. But I've been really lucky enough to go back there. Um, I actually started my career out there. I went, I was a graduate recruiter at Macmillan and I went out to South Africa and um, in 1990, sorry, 1995, so just after the first uh, democratic elections at a time of enormous optimism and excitement in the country. And I was working on textbooks. So uh, we were literally rewriting the history textbooks uh, to, to tell wow. the real story of South Africa rather than the the colonial settlers version which is what people have been forced to learn before before the end of apartheid so it's a place that's really close to my heart and I haven't traveled for well I haven't left the UK since November 2019 because of Covid and I have a flight book mm. to Cape Town in February so um, I'm really really hoping that that trip comes off maybe the first holiday I've had to cancel if it doesn't but I'm really hoping that yeah I get I get to go back to South Africa for the first time in a very long time. Awesome. Well, fingers crossed for that. Let's hope that you manage to get away for that. Um, Catherine, I'd love to understand uh, a little bit more about EtonX, first of all. Can you just tell us what EtonX is all about? I think a lot of people have heard the name Eton, but possibly not EtonX. Tell us what it's all about. 
Sure. So Eton is Eton X is a subsidiary of Eton College, the Eton College that people probably have heard out of heard of. And we effectively grew out of the school. So in 2015, Eton took the decision to set up um, what is an education technology company, because unlike a lot of other very well known UK schools, which had decided to set up campuses in, in the Middle East or Asia, Eton decided that wasn't a route for them. Um, but they were interested in expanding their reach and, and um, teaching different kinds of students beyond the, the confines of the boarding school in Berkshire here. So they took a different approach and thought, well, we're not going to set up a school. And the way to do that could be to invest in an online platform and look at online programs that could that could reach people all over the world. So having taken that decision to move into technology rather than campuses, the next question was, well, what are we going to teach? What, 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 can, what can we offer that's a bit new and different to the, the obvious things that Eton might be known for, which is you know, doing, doing really well academically? And um, the decision there was around moving into what are sometimes called soft skills. Um, we, we like to call them future skills because they're all about uh, students' future. And that's how we started. We started with a leadership development program, um, which has now grown into a more broad, broad portfolio of courses, but always online. So we are mm. now taught students from, I think it's 70 different countries. And we have courses which really look at three main goals, leadership development, university preparation, and career readiness. And the thinking there is that Yes, a school like Eton does very well academically, but it offers a really broad-based education for its students. And I know the headmaster of Eton is very fond of saying that students learn as much outside the classroom as they do inside the classroom. And they learn as much from each other as they do from other students. Sorry, as they do from their teachers, mm -hmm. I should say. So what we're, what we're doing is distilling that excellence into a set of courses which anyone can take to expand those into those skills that go beyond go beyond the academic curriculum. So you mentioned about leadership, university and career readiness, I think you called it. Why are those three so important? Students at secondary level and we, we are, you know, we, we've come out of a, of, a, of a high school that works with students between the ages of 13 and 18. Obviously, while they're at school, they are they have some exams to get through, but they're also focusing on their future. And we're about helping students have success while they're at school, but in, in, in the phases afterwards as well. So leadership, I mean, leadership is really about um, communication skills and social and emotional skills. And those are skills which are useful at any stage of your life. Um, obviously, mm -hmm. university preparation is the, the, the immediate next step for lots, um, for lots of students. And then, and then after that, career readiness. So we're trying to equip students with a a portfolio of skills that will allow them to make the most of the situation they're in at the moment, but also very much with an eye on the future and, and what comes what comes next. And a lot of what we do at school is about getting through getting through exams. Um, that it, it can be very easy to to get quite tunnel vision about about getting good exam grades. We're trying to kind of open open people's horizons up to what success looks like in, in a sort of broader 
broader definition mm. of success. And you mentioned that there are uh, students from 70 different countries. Um, I'm going to presume that that's not an equal distribution of students across those 70 different countries. So which countries would you say are, are the main countries where you're finding your students? Where we're working directly with students, um, with, we, we've done a lot of work in Asia. So Hong Kong and Japan have been two uh, territories where we've had sort of steady stream, stream of students from. Um, but we've, we've really worked, worked all over the world. The, the latest sort of key focus for us is actually Australia, um, because this school year is about to start in, in Australia in the new academic year. And we've actually lined up quite a few new schools to work with us. So that's, that's a, new, a new focus for 2022. Okay, so I understand now how EtonX works and why EtonX uh, was, was created, uh, I think you said in 2015. But what is the partnership with My Online Schooling? How does that look? We're really excited to be working with My Online Schooling because like us, they have students all over the world. And the way we work is that My Online Schooling students and parents can choose from our entire portfolio of courses. And we bring them into groups to study using what we call our, our tutor group model. So that's a group of um, up to eight students, very small, um, very small study group who work through our courses with an Etonx, Etonx tutor. So we effectively, my online schooling, uh, find groups of students who want to study the same course. We find a time that suits everyone. And then they, um, they come together once a week with an Etonx tutor. Our courses are relatively short. Um, most courses are around seven weeks long. So they would meet their tutor and that group of students um, once a week for seven weeks. And what works really well with my online schooling is obviously there's the, the whole infrastructure of, of my online schooling. So while we look after the students during the duration of the course, we're also in touch with the leadership team at my online schooling. So we're providing reporting and reviews about student progress to them. If um, we think a student needs particular support, we, we know we can go and talk to, talk to the leadership team and make sure that students are getting the most out of the courses. Um, so that's how we're working at the moment, and it's it's been working really well. And in future, we're hoping that we can integrate that way of working a little bit more um, tightly into into the my online schooling programs. I see. So this isn't a case then of my online schooling sort of outsourcing some of their teaching uh, through a back end supplier, which is yourselves, but instead it's very much uh, providing access to the Etonex courses that are available by making them available to students who are at my online schooling. Is that right? Well, the tutors are Etonx tutors. So um, it, it's not outsourcing as in um, they, you know, they hand over to us and, and never, hear, never, never hear how the student's getting on. But the student mm. experience is an Etonx experience. So it's, um, mm. it's an Etonx tutor and it also happens in the Etonx um, platform. So the way the, the tutor group works is that it's a flipped online learning model. So if I explain that, that means that students come um, to us once a week, but they have studied some online material on their own before that point. So when we come to a class, they have met some tips and techniques along the way in that, in that uh, week of program self-study online activities, and they get to use the class time and the other students and the tutor to put those put those skills, those tips and techniques into practice themselves. So that whole experience is very much the Eat and X experience. 
But when we work with online schooling, there's a sort of support um, and communication going on in the background where um, the my online schooling team are aware of how well, well things are going. They are able to see um, the student records. They can see who's come to class. They can see who's doing their, their homework. They can um, see what the tutor assessment looks like at the end of the course, who's got which level of certification at the end as well. So it's it's very much a, a hand-in-glove um, approach to working together. Hmm. So a student at My Online Schooling then really gets the best of both worlds. They get the best of what My Online Schooling provides, but they also have access then to the Eternex courses. Exactly, yes. Awesome. And I love this uh, flipped online concept that you mentioned. Can I just jump back to that for a second? Because you, you started to give like a little bit of an example there. I wonder whether you can just unpack that a little bit more. Just give us maybe a different example of, of how that actually looks, that flipped online model. Sure. I mean, it depends a little bit which course we're talking about. But um, if I take, for example, our public speaking course. So that's a seven week program. And what students will be doing, they, they are learning how to deliver a speech effectively. So, for example, one of the weeks uh, of work is about answering questions effectively. So if you've, you've done your speech and you come to the end, no doubt people in the audience are going to want to ask you questions. Um, what we do in the week in, in the activities before they come to class is we show examples of different types of questions. You get time wasters, you get show-offs, you get the difficult questions you might not be able to answer. How do you handle those effectively? Maintain your composure. Um, don't, you, know, you, you might have done a great speech, but if you can't answer anyone's questions, your credibility is going to, going to vanish. So we show students the different kinds of questions they might have to deal with. We give them techniques for dealing with them all. We, they have, we have some comprehension exercises so they understand it when they ask a question, oh, what kind of question is this? Um, and they see some models of good practice. When they then come to class in that week, they actually have a chance to, um, to answer questions. So a lot of what happens in an Eternex class is a, um, it's very communicative. So obviously, when you're working on your own, that's a really good chance to, to meet some ideas, get some knowledge, get some input. But when you've got that precious face-to-face -face time with a tutor and your, your, your cohort of other students, you want to be doing. Mm. So the doing in this case is um, having a chance to answer questions. So we put students into pairs and they have to, um, they have to challenge each other really to, with with questions um that they're not expecting it's too easy if you know you're if you're um doing it on your own and and you can choose to ignore a question you've got got a, if you're working in a pair and someone's asking a question they're going to want a response so we really mm -hmm. use that face-to-face -face time um effectively and then after every class there's also a moment of self-reflection so that's that's the other that's the other part so we have self-study class time self-reflection and then that pattern repeats itself week on week mm. um mm. the the courses do vary a little bit so um for courses such as entrepreneurship and creative problem solving for example then that's those are actually project-based courses so for the entrepreneurship course students will actually be working in a project group on a business business idea refining a business idea so when they come to class that's a, that's a chance for them to come together as a group and 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 refine their pitch ready for the final assessment in 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 the last week of the course
Sounds like a blossoming uh, place for candidates for The Apprentice or something like that to me. <laughs> yes, I mean, one thing I'd say is um, we're a much more supportive environment um, and our tutors are very much facilitators. I wouldn't say any of our tutors would be acting like, um, acting like anyone on The Apprentice. We have, we have though, had um, a couple of uh, clients that we've worked with. They've actually used our entrepreneurship course to more um, in a dragon's den type of a way. So they've had students do the course, and then at the end of the course, they've got um, they've got students together to do a pitch in front of a panel like like dragon's den. Um, that's that's one of the ways we've seen that course is implemented. Course implemented. So yeah, dragon's den more than the apprentice, I would say. Awesome. Okay. That's a great model to, to replicate for sure. Uh, and you've, you've mentioned about public speaking. You've mentioned entrepreneurship. I think the other one you mentioned was problem solving. Tell us about a couple of the other courses that you're, that you're making available for students there. So I talked about, um, yeah, that those, those are courses um, which have the last two have very much a sort of group project element. We have other courses that are actually more, um, more individual. So um, from those, I would pick out resilience for example, um, mm -hmm. resilience is not a group, uh, a group, very much of a group activity. Uh, building your own resilience is quite a personal skill. And although we mm -hmm. use the group classes to provide um, discussion points and um, sharing of experience, what a student does, the, the, the work that they're doing through the process of the resilience course is to, to complete uh, what we call the resilience log. It's a, it's a journal that they are... Um, in which the main point of the course is for them to internalize and bring some of those techniques into their everyday life. And it's quite a, that's much more of a personal course, which I would, um, I would say is, is quite different to say the sort of dragon den, dragon's den environment of, uh, of entrepreneurship. We also do have um, uh, study skills courses or skills that help. They're a little bit more academic focused. So um, mm -hmm. in, in that category, I'd point to critical thinking which is a which is a something that really helps students with um, with their academic studies, but is also something that's hmm. applicable to to other areas of life. For example, assessing whether what you're reading in the news is 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 to be trusted or not, or you know, looking for other other hmm. sides of the argument, um, spotting faulty logic in people's reasoning. So that in, in that um, sphere, we have critical thinking. We have essay writing skills and research skills as well. So these are kind of um, skills which help students with their A-level preparation, for example, if they're, if they're preparing for university, getting those skills ready to, to cope with a, an undergraduate course. The courses, the courses are all slightly different, but I think that the, that model that I described to you is very much the same. So um, one thing I haven't mentioned is that we actually built our own technology to deliver these courses because... Wow. We decided that we wanted a virtual classroom that really facilitated communication between students. So um, we spent a lot of time last year upgrading that that virtual classroom. We've got some really cool features that um, that work really well. First of all, students spend quite a lot of time in a in in very small groups. I mentioned that they study um, often in groups of about eight, but actually that the mm. work that they do um, is often really in groups of two maybe three in a breakout room so they spend a lot of time mm. in a much more focused way with with maybe only one or other one or two other students and what our tutors could do is they can leave students in their breakout rooms 
they can set tasks and timers and communicate without disturbing the students' work. So they can see what's happening, but the students mm -hmm. are really, they have a nice quiet space to, to work with, with mm -hmm. another student and our tutor can pop in and, 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 um, and see how they're getting on without, without disturbing them. And mm -hmm. the tutor is very much in control of the experience. So um, she decides who to bring to the front, who shares their screen, to keep the focus very much on learning and communication. So although the courses vary, the, the environment and the methodology and the pedagogy are, are very similar across all, all 17 of the, of the mm. portfolio. This is really interesting hearing this. I mean, the more I hear about this, the more, and I think the people listening to this would probably agree, that the, the more it makes us realise how important these skills are for life. And I'm just thinking to myself that in the, in the world of education, it's almost like society has prioritised the learning of maths and English and history as being more important than these other future skills, I think you called them. And, and I'm not saying that maths, English and history aren't important, but surely we should be promoting the level of importance of these future skills that you're talking about to be of at least equal importance to some of the more academic things that are sort of expected that we learn. It's almost like... Um, it's almost like we need to learn the English maths and history, but it's nice to learn these future skills. But surely, equally, they should be both both together, both as in, as in, as important as each other. Yes. And I think I mean, I think it's a false dichotomy to say it's either skills or knowledge. And I think there, this whole debate mm. about the importance of skills, we sometimes worry that academic subjects are only about knowledge acquisition. And actually, um, I mean, I, I read history at university and I don't regret it for a minute because I know hmm. that um, although I can't remember a lot of the of the detail of what I studied, it gave me the ability to um, to analyze huge amounts of information very quickly, to develop an argument, to my, my, my writing skills and my ability to um, to present ideas were very much part that that was that was. You could call it a byproduct, but for me, that was that was the most important part of of, of that subject. Um, mm. So I think when we're learning these academic subjects, we are developing skills at the same time. Definitely, you know, critical thinking is definitely part of many uh, academic courses. But yes, I think mm. there is there is unfortunately um, a focus, um, understandably, um, on on exam results because in universities and employers and you know, the nation, nations feel they need to have some marker of success that everyone can understand. But we haven't really worked out a way yet of, of assessing these other skills. It's not, not straightforward to do so. It's much easier to test whether mm. someone can do an algebraic equation than it is to say, mm. are you good at um, creative problem solving? Are you an analytical thinker? Mm. Um, that's not mm. as easy to not as easy to assess. So yes, mm. there is there is definitely um, a bit of tension there between um, the things that you have to learn and that you get assessed on, and the mm. skills that will actually get you all the way through life. Because especially the very knowledge based subjects, the, that technical knowledge dates very quickly. You know, somebody who mm. who did a science degree you know, biology twenty years ago at university is not going to be um, as up to date as somebody who graduated yesterday. But mm. if they are have learned how to learn, if they if they're good at assessing information, if they're a, a good thinker, those are the skills that are going to keep them 
um, keep them going. And those skills don't date. And 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 it's a lifetime's work. Um, you know, mm. you you build these skills up over time. We always really clear that seven weeks is just the start of what we hope is a journey that goes on um, beyond beyond the starting point that we we have students at. Well, I'm sold. I, I think it's fantastic. I think this is a great model. I think these are great things that students should be learning. And, and I think it's fantastic. Catherine, we need to bring this episode to a close in a moment. But before we do that, if anybody wants to find out more about this, where could they go? How could they find out? So there's lots of information about our courses on our website at ethnex.com. And you'll find uh, syllabuses for every single course there. And that's, that's a re really good way of understanding what the courses cover and which might be the best for your particular child. So there are a range of different ETNX courses, but the, the great thing about working with my online schooling is we're ensuring that we've got a good group of students um, in order for that study group to form and, and to learn with and from each other. So when parents have found the right course for their child, we will run that with other students at the same time so that everyone gets the benefit of working together. Got it. Awesome. Well, Catherine, it's been great hearing all about this. So thank you very much for giving up your time. And thanks very much for being here. Thanks, Simon. It's been really enjoyable. And we're really looking forward to working with more My Online Schooling students. So that was Catherine Whitaker, CEO and Head of Learning at Etonex, talking all about their partnership with My Online Schooling and what courses are on offer to students. If you'd like to find out more about Etonex Future Skills classes, then you can head over to etonex.com forward slash courses. Additionally, if you've heard anything at all and have any questions about online education, then do get in touch with My Online Schooling. Just search My Online Schooling and you'll find the website. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.